Welcome to the Human Design Profiles and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chantel, a 1-3 manifesting generator, small business strategist, workshop facilitator, and the author of the Aligned Action series of workbooks for solo entrepreneurs. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, which is an active learning experiment on how we experience entrepreneurship as individuals, while we're also satisfying our desire to know ourselves better. Each episode is a profile of a human design enthusiast slash business owner who's here to share how their personal profile lines have influenced their business journey. Today, I'm connecting with Sierra Henley Ashburn, operations strategist and the passionate founder of Amplified Innovation. Her and her team specialize in partnering with service-based, mission-driven women founders and their teams, guiding them back to shore to thrive in their zones of genius. They help businesses grow through strategic planning, operations development, and administrative execution. With a look into your human design to intertwine the essence of you and your business so they can co-create an aligned flow to help you go from clarity to scalability. Have a listen while today's guest, Sierra, a 5-2, shares her story while you read between the lines. So Sierra, do you resonate with the term hermit with the two line on your unconscious side or is that something that is quieter because it is on the unconscious I side? I definitely resonate with it. It was almost affirming in a sense from my MG side of things of how, like when I look back to my younger days and how I had many activities for so long and that rest was treated as more shameful versus it. So the two mm. almost was permission giving of like, oh, that's why I need to recharge. And that makes sense. And so it definitely aligned. Like when I discovered human design, it resonated. And I was like, this makes sense for my self care and self love and all of that. And it was that fitting puzzle piece. So definitely, even though it's the unconscious line, it resonates and is a big part of how I blend human design as a tool personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Permitting can be kind of an everyday thing, but also a seasonal thing. So have you found that there's seasons of hermiting in your life and in your business, or is it more just like a tendency kind of day by day? I think it's mixed. So I think this is the five, two and how it polarizes and everything. It's like, how do I figure out a flow and blend to honor both? Like with my five of fixing problems and problem solving and helping and being of service, because that's something that's always lit me up well before I knew of human design at all. I was like, that makes sense. But the two on the other side, it, (laughs) Like, yes, I do need focus time, right? Where I go deep. When I'm working with clients, there's a big piece of that that I do internally, like with myself, and then come back to sit. And that's with the mm-hmm. team. That's with clients. In business, it shows up with my mornings. And I do do better if it's not interrupted, like if it's very much connected in that sense. And then for me, ideally, is having a weekly day. So these are really reserved of where those are blocked off. My kiddos know, my husband knows, like, my notifications are completely off. It's like, how do I honor that and keep that as a set day? Because it was about the consistency of it, right? Even if it was crazy because I couldn't mm-hmm. control the other factors and like easing into the unpredictability of what the week may have had, that Sunday was like there as like to catch me. But as I wrapped up a week and as I started a new week, that's always, so that's been really great. Mm-hmm. But yes, seasonal, I would say currently I'm in that hermiting season like it, it happened to align with winter this time and when it's a little bit colder it doesn't always align that way previously before having the awareness of being a five two I, I didn't always feel comfortable with that of the patience that requires of the time away and it seemed to conflict with what others seemed as normal right it definitely stands out the amount of time i need away and like 
to look inward was different than what others experienced. Conditioning wise, it was getting a different message. Even now, as I am blending human design further into how we support clients, I have found myself like more deeply in that hermit season. So sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's weekly, and sometimes it's a longer, like little niche of time. Yeah. I could see those longer times being really tough as an MG to just trust that yes. hermit mode. Yep. It, it can be. And I think mm-hmm. I spent a lot of 2023 really leading into the trust of timing even more. I've always been a believer in it, but the trusting mm-hmm. and not just saying that I trusted it, but feeling it in my body that <laughs> it was like, how, and, and what do I do instead of like, okay, how do I find joy in other ways that are not attached to the deliverable mm-hmm. or outcome? Because if I'm in this season of rest, if I'm honoring my two on a consistent basis, I need to utilize my action and my energy and still mm-hmm. blend it with this. So that was a lot of the recent year of how it's been. And that led me to the idea of like, how can I put human design further into how we support clients, not just how mm-hmm. the team and I use it or how I use it on a personal basis, but how can this be presented to clients as a support tool? I know listeners are going to be curious about all three of those levels. I'm curious how you use your own human design in the strategic planning of your own business and then how you and your team use it. And then also I know you've been transitioning into using more of it, but maybe what it looked like before of how you used it with clients, if you did it all. And then now what that's going to look like as you're shifting into the new zone. That's a three-part question with an A yes. on the last one. So and <laughs> you may have to like redirect me as I go through it. So like, I will, yeah. Personally, <laughs> I use it with everything. Like it definitely blended in. It definitely come alongside like therapeutic journey and all of that. When I first discovered it, I recognized very quickly that this was going to be a support for what I was going to release that I had been previous conditioned with, that this was going to bring me deep clarity and it has. So it definitely impacts how I have perspective, how I have respect and love for myself on a day-to-day basis and my relationships as well. It has brought me deep understanding to be able to pull other people's charts, my husband, my best friends. It's definitely insight that feels, um, like it helps with the trusting, I think, to have the knowledge, to have the information mm-hmm. has been very, very trusting on a personal side of it. So I definitely consider it in terms of, you know, getting in my body, being able to respond, you know, from my sacral and versus in my mind. That's been a big piece. So personally, that's mm-hmm. how it shows up. And that allows me just to have more ease and more peace across the board is what I found alongside other tools. Business-wise, it's definitely impacted schedules of how I look at things. I think I mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. being strategically minded and all of that and problem-solving oriented, there's never a one way, like only. And so I've never done cookie cutter solutions for clients right. or myself. So it's always been out of box before I realized that also was part of human design of how like I creatively would come at things with different solutions. But I've always been about, for myself and clients, how do we customize your schedule? How do we look at this where we're honoring you? Human design allows it to be even more customized for me and for clients, where Mm -hmm. some people really enjoy the time blocking and that's super supportive for them. Some, it's more about the day rotation of how are they showing up on which days or afternoon or evening and versus morning. And so like, it looks different and we always take that into consideration. So we've always had a very, how do we honor you 
and your business. And he would decide just going to help us do that further. And for me, scheduling was a big piece of that. I thought for so long, everything had to be structured, right? I, it needed its time and it needed its place. He would decide has taught me that's not always the case, that there is a piece of ease with this that is part of being present and honoring it from that side that actually allows the flow to develop in a way that honors and feels good on a consistent basis. That structure alone mm-hmm. cannot do did not do from my experience and from client experience that there was like this other side that we were skipping or overlooking that needed time and attention Mm -hmm. right of like yes i have things in my mind and planned i I was always a deep deep planner but i'm like i don't think that serves me like it's almost i stay more in flow if i allow spaciousness or life the good, the unexpected, whatever that may be. I homeschool five kiddos at home. It's busy all the time in addition to business. It's so like, that was like, how do I keep their lives in honor being present for them and being present for the business? And I found that sweet spot in allowing like human design being a consideration of the scheduling. So that's been a big piece. And I think that impacts foundationally when I deep dive into internal stuff for business, when I'm focusing on client work, all of that kind of like, I have so many follow-up questions. I don't even know where to go next. I agree that there is this push and pull between spontaneity and planning where a lot of us, especially around our age, have grown up in that conditioning of you need to be disciplined and you need to put in consistent work. We have all of these ideas of how things are supposed to be, how we should be spending our time. But then There's also, especially with people who are more into that holistic side of things, believers of human design uh, or astrology or anything like that, where there's this quieter calling for, like you said, spaciousness, ease, more spontaneity, more flexibility. And we want to be able to, as generators or manifesting generators, we want to be able to respond in the moment if something comes up that is feeling like it's going to be satisfying, right? I think that... It's both a generational thing, how we grew up around work, and then also a human design thing of how we maybe meld the desires of our mind versus the desires of our body. Yes. You know? I think so too. And I definitely agree the generational plays into that. And for me of how I parent, it was like, how do I leave a different legacy? How do I do this different? When I started Amplified, it was also the same thing. How do I do this different? Right? How do I do this in a way that we can help others? solve big problems, be of support without self-sacrifice. And that was before I knew human mm-hmm. design. It wasn't until later human design got was introduced that I was introduced to it. But it was always that notion of how do we do this without causing harm? And a piece of that, I think human design has allowed me to further practice it as a leader and example, both to my team, to my kiddos, you know, like all of that in action right? Not just theoretically, how are we taking what we know and doing better with what we have? And so, yes, I do think the generational Mm -hmm. plays into all of that and like that holistic of how do we blend this? And there's this intertwine between personal and business and impact and the good we do in the world and how we are collectively here to do it different. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. One of the things you mentioned sparked something. I met with a friend yesterday Mm -hmm. who's a two five and So I have two different two experiences two days in a row. And something struck me both times. You both said a deep dive or something like that. 
And I would associate that more with a line one quality than a line two. However, I think it's all in how you define that hermit mode. I think possibly you and the friend I was meeting with yesterday, part of the definition of hermit mode for you is that freedom to deep dive into something or get clarity or get more specific. I do, you know, yes, I rest, right? Like, yes, but I think it may be the MG that shows up in me, like even while filling up my cup brings me rest and solitude and peace. That even if there's a piece of doing like, I'm, I'm getting curious, I'm asking questions, I'm journaling, I am taking in different types of information, right? Like I'm exposing myself to the other parts that light me up, almost like I'm, yeah, there's the two of like, you're knowing there's not a piece to really work on with that. But I think there's a discovery piece of like, how do I get to the clearest part of that? I think it's also the five that ensuring that I'm not using the two line and by hermiting as an escape from what shows up in the five that I'm still like, okay, how am I utilizing the time in a way that feels good? Cause like, yes, rest with the no doing is a piece of that. And for me getting more information that does like feel part of my spirit that prepares me for when I come out of the hermity. So I think like, I utilize mm-hmm. both, but I definitely see it's very different than when I'm in my action of my MG mm-hmm. side of things. It's at my own pace. Like you said, it's the freedom to explore. It's like open and it allows me to come more in tune and further into alignment. And I think there's a piece of it when mm-hmm. all of my attention, all of my energy is there. And it's the same concept of I really don't like to be interrupted on that side of it of like, boom, and it's got to be protected and honored. And it's like that boundary piece of it. Right. Yeah. It's almost like the hermit part is I want to be alone with my thoughts, not necessarily just I want to be alone to rest and recover from being with others. As I record these, I'm really enjoying expanding the language or the terminology around each of the lines, because I think just the simplification of it and maybe just a narrowing of terms happens where you think, okay, well, hermit means this one thing. But in speaking to people who have the two line on the conscious side and the unconscious side, I love how their collective understanding, myself, guests, listeners, is evolving. Yes to the language. (laughs) I think when I first tapped into human design, the titles around things did seem oversimplified. So I agree with you. I'm always very interested for all of us that are integrating human design, utilizing it or presenting the knowledge and information. What is the language everyone's using? I'm very like interested in that too. So that resonates with me because there, there is more, it's like deeper than that. There's another angle. There's another representation of all of our lines. And it's like, how do we describe that and find the language and name it so that it's even more supportive? Absolutely. We've talked a lot about line two. So this is a good segue into line five. What language would you use to describe line five as someone who experiences that on the conscious side? I definitely like, I laughed when I read it the first time. I laughed out loud because I was like, yep, that definitely, I have... I love helping. So like, it is something that's very natural, but that makes sense. That's one thing I've always said that I do. I want to do a lot of different things, even growing up. I still have a long list for when I grow up of the things that I want to do. I do. I want to help (laughs) others. 
whatever that was, like I was going to help others do whatever that was. So that was a big piece of it. And so that resonates and that brings me joy. It does bring me joy to have the ability to problem solve, to have the insight. And I'm grateful for that skill. I found joy through the connections I've built to be able to help others and create impact and ripple effect. I, I think in most cases, it's very appreciated. It's very supported. I think that comes back to the timing, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, are people ready for the solutions and answers? And that's been a big piece of navigating who we work with, of when we work with them, or are they ready? Have they done the work that they've needed mm -hmm. to do internally? Because there are some pieces of how we do things from a holistic perspective that it is going to step clients away from maybe how they've been conditioned, right? How they've learned when, before they own their own business of like, we're going to step away from some of that. We're going to honor you and support you and respect your desires and your vision and what feels good for you. But there are going to be some solutions that are going to look different and feel different in the integration piece. Mm -hmm. So a big piece of who we work with and when we work with them is based around their readiness. Like they're in that space mm -hmm. personally to grow into it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for the connections. I'm also like grateful for the clarity that I've found of what is not mine to solve setting clear boundaries around that. In younger years, I can see how I did not have that clarity, how the problem solving component and the being of service to others led me to burn out in different seasons of life. Even if I didn't have the language to call it that at the time, I've been able to navigate through where there's far more clarity as to like, what is mine? And be very clear. I'm also very clear with clients in terms of like, there's things that do not light me up and there's things I cannot help you with, but I can find you someone who can. <laughs> there's still a solution mm -hmm. side of that, right? It's like, let's delegate, let's release, let's outsource, let's find the helper for you. I'm confident from, the, from my solution yes. mindset that we are going to find a helper for you. Yeah, that's some five line wisdom right there. Yes. For sure. Um, when I'm in spaces that there are assumptions about those of us with five lines that it's been projected upon us of like we're supposed to you know that the generational supposed to but also just like relationship dynamics and like they identify the problem solvers so it automatically comes with the assumption of oh they can do this and in a lot of ways in different parts of my life like i have done a lot of those things but that was prior to the clarity that does exist that can happen very easily depending upon really where that other person is with their own alignment and where they are in their journey of the expectation. Being ready to work with us is a piece of it that you are also very clear and respectful to what our role is and then like what your finance person's role is. Like, and like trusting that mm -hmm. side of it. If they're not ready, I've identified it like in the five line side of it of where it can be projected that we're supposed to do more, we're supposed to do it differently, or it's supposed to look or feel a certain way even if we were clear across the board, but it's like, how do we match up with other people's energy? Where, how do we match up time-wise of like where they are in their journey? Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a challenge that could be interesting. <laughs> it sometimes. can be, and it's the trust. And sometimes you don't know, you figure it out and you have to like lean in and then you solve from that standpoint, find it an alternate version of support or anything like that. But it, I think it allows me to be in the service industry this way because I have the understanding and the clarity for it and the awareness that it is going to happen. Like it can mm -hmm. happen. And how do we proactively support that? And then how do we respond to it if and when it does? When you work with clients, 
Do you typically work with clients who are already familiar with their human design or is it sometimes something that is brand new to them? I, those that I have worked with directly or indirectly with human design, they've had some exposure to it. They've been open to a degree to some pieces of it. I do think that primarily when the new offering comes out that's blended between our strategy session and human design, it is probably going to be more so for those who have at least an awareness of it. Like they know what human design is, but they may be at different levels of their journey. It may be very fresh for them is what I see for, you know, clients that this is going to be a supportive offering for, but they may also be further along where it's like, okay, I've done it personally. How can you help me do it on the business side? How do we blend the action with the consideration? Design. And so what about with teams that you're working with? Obviously, there's lots of different charts at play. Is there part of your new offering that tackles the dynamics of that? Or I appreciate curious? that. So the, the new offer as it stands, Human Design will first be integrated with the founder or CEO through their one-on-one mm-hmm. strategy session. So that's going to be our starting point. If they continue on with services from the operations like integration piece of where we're like alongside your team on a daily basis. That's where it's going to come up on the team. And that is something that I am holding space for, for my sacred girl to respond to, like as we get to that point of depending Mm -hmm. upon how that's going to look and how that's going to feel, I'm trusting that that is going to align exactly how it needs to be based upon who selects those services, who has an expansive team that it's applicable to. Uh, But I envision a component where we are looking into charts for everyone, right? We are considering that the same way I've kind of done with my team. Who likes what? Who does this resonate with? Who's going to be best for, you know, front facing or back end pieces and things like that in terms of delegation and like right people, right seats concept. For those who don't know about human design, if they want the offering as is, it'll still be available with the justice strategy. But if they're curious, the hope is to integrate human design as a tool, just like we would with Strix Finder, Enneagram, things like that, right? I think there'll be a blend of both, but teams, how that offer is going to look, I, I do see it definitely rippling into how teams are communicating, how teams are supporting each other on projects, things like that. I'm always a believer of the, you know, collaboration is where the magic happens. So I do believe that there's going to be a piece of what I'm doing these sessions that ideas collectively and the needs expressed and the desires and the requests from those sessions are very much going to detail how does human design show up for ongoing support. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Since you've got the five line with the whole problem solving bit, I think that there's a lack of understanding in the solo entrepreneur community on what operations even is, what strategic planning is, what operations development is, and those are both in your bio. So can we borrow your five line for a bit? Can you explain what that looks like? As founders, we all start out and you do all the things. You do what you got to do to get business off the ground and get it in flow. And you're motivated. So it looks different for you to have the energy level initially, right, to do all of those things, wear all of those hats. Then there comes a season where... Hmm. How does your business sustain and how do you scale and how do you get back to having both the lifestyle that you want as well as the vision for your business? And it may be that you attend on scaling for a team. It may be that you don't, right? But you know that for this to sustain in a way that fills you up, right? Because there's only so long we can go 
of wearing all the hats, doing all the things. We all have our zone of genius. And that is something where we come in and we help you start taking some of those hats off. Because you've been doing all the movie parts, handling all of that, juggling the balls in the air. Let's take some of that away. Let's release it. Let's build a trusting relationship where someone who that is their jam, it lights them up, it excites them. Let's talk through the pieces of what do you dread doing? What is taking you hours longer than it could or should? And what is taking you away from the vision? What is draining you? It just doesn't feel good. And we're going to start with those things. And that's going to create spaciousness in your life, in your business, for you to have clarity for new ideas, new offerings. If you want to build a team, other businesses, your personal travel to breathe, all of those things that are very, very important. So our first goal is to create the spaciousness. And so operations for us means starting with you as a person and seeing all of you and figuring out what it is you need, getting that initial delegation off and strategically doing that in a way that you feel comfortable and confident. The way our team handles it is we don't just become an extension of your business. We become a part of who you are and everything that you're doing. We become a part of your business. It is just as important to us and everything you're doing. Your mission becomes our mission. It's very, very personal for us. And we want the very, very best for you and want you to feel supported and grounded as you make next steps. But something that happens with doing all the things is we run on autopilot, meaning you could ask any founder, oh, how, how many steps does that take? And they're like, three steps. It's just three steps. Really, there's five baby steps between each of those three steps. And you've been on autopilot for so long, you forget that it's happening. So there's a piece of documentation that operations contains. And this is something that I, I, I encourage every business owner to do along the way. If you have capacity to write things down, even if it's chicken scratch, even if it's on a napkin, even if it doesn't make any sense, even if it's clip, quick clips of yourself, document, 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 right? We can clean it up later. So documentation is a big piece of the operations of what it lives in your head and how do we put it out? Because part of the delegation is trusting that someone is going to do something as well as possible. But part of that is the responsibility of the founder to ensure they're communicating. So we spend a lot of time one-on-one -on -one of asking those questions of figuring out how does that look? How do they envision it? So that someone can be trained, whether it's someone on our team or someone else that they're going to outsource to so that they're honored. And that helps with the trust building process because it's the time and consideration that everything that lives in their head and their heart are taken into consideration for the documentation. And mm -hmm. the processes and procedures are written out that allows you to scale, that provides a foundation. So operations is very much just about foundations, foundations of you, foundation of your processes, and that allows you to then go to your next step, to build out the lifestyle that you want, to honor your new ideas, to bring other people on and trade them that so that they can be as knowledgeable as possible, even if they aren't you. Because that's that big piece. It's like, they're not going to be you. They can be really great at that. And you could give them all that you've learned on these early stages of your business and set them up for success. So then that comes to the implementation part. What does that process look like with somebody else doing it? Um, who is the right person for that? How does that feel? What do we do with the time now? Because now there's spaciousness for the business owner of what does that um, allow for them? How does that look differently? And so we spend more time as to like the detailed flow of things for them. And that's where human design is going to come back into of like honoring that side of it. Like, how are you responding, making business decisions that align with authority and response type and 
those are different ways we plan on building a human design. Thank you so much for that clarity. You can tell that you are the person for this, just in how you can detail all of that and how the way you explain it, it helped me to reframe parts of my earlier business journey. Just listening to that explanation. When you talked about the stage of where you're wearing all the hats and there comes this point when it's too much, that happened to me in my web design business. Met you at that point and maybe there could have been a way to salvage that aspect of my business, but instead I went full manifesting generator and just like quit that whole part of it, right? The temptation to just drop something and run is very strong within me. But if I had had someone who could have helped me delegate, keep little pieces of it maybe, but take other pieces off, that would have been a huge help to me. I didn't have that. And instead I burned it all down. And I did try to set something up with a brand partner to retain some of those leads that did keep coming in. My brand partner is amazing and she is very understanding of my MG nature. And still it's been really hard to set that up on my own. And so I wish that at that point in my journey, in hearing you describe it, there could have been a different outcome for that that I just didn't see. And part of it too, I think is as a manifesting generator, you talked about steps, right? Of you think it's three steps. Well, it's actually 15 steps because it's three times five. Uh, We love to skip some of those steps and we love to combine steps to make them more efficient. And we love to identify the steps for other people. I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't love to do that for myself. I don't love to figure out yeah, the truth. It's hard. And so we need prompting and we need someone to coach as well or someone willing to like mm-hmm. deep dive into that piece of like, how do we look into this? And because that's the thing, even if you're going to outsource and delegate, if you want part of your process honored alongside the process of that outsource service provider, you got to be able to communicate it because there's that gap between mm-hmm. retention and aligned support where there can be a big gap if we're not communicating our expectations, even just our flow and our way, we expect someone to do it at this level that we had done it at personally. But we got to think, we know as MGs, like we're running and we're doing it. We're, you know, making shortcuts and we're getting things done. Not everybody operates at that speed. And so we, there's the piece of it that it has to be documented. So it can be step by step for someone else to understand how it works inside our brain as well as possible, right? They're still going to make their twists on it, right? That's where the trust comes in. But we have a responsibility of like, how do we empower them? How do we set them up for the most success? You know, even with my Herbert, even with me liking my alone time, I know that there are others with skill sets, other designs that are supportive of my process. That's going to allow me to flourish. And so that's the big piece of when we come alongside the magic is already in every founder we work with. And I am honored each and every time I get a chance to meet them. And I see like, oh my gosh, you are doing the things. And I just decided to help come <laughs> alongside because I know that my team and I, with our gifts, can be supportive to amplify all that they're doing to further that. Like you're doing good, let us help you do more good. The concept is that I think gets lost in early entrepreneurship too, is that it's independent. Yes, it is an independent journey. We are not meant to be alone. And that's my whole message. And yes, I would have loved to meet you in that season, 
so we could have been in support. That way you could have held on to the parts that you like, because I think that's the piece with the MG. It's like, that's our struggle. We still like this one little part over here. We just don't want to do all these other things. Mm -hmm. So how do we keep that? How do we honor like the part that we love and still keep something alive, but not be responsible for all the parts that we don't love anymore because we love other things. So there is a way to do it. And I think that for all other types as well, that can still be supportive, even if it's not like an MG running strong mm-hmm. and moving on to the next thing. It's still the same support because the way we do things is customized. I don't have a list of like, this is how we handle every exact problem, but every entrepreneur that comes with this particular issue, it's like, oh, right. we're going to figure that out For sure. together with you of what feels good <laughs> and try it and try again until we figure out what exactly, because you're going to grow and you're going to expand. That's where our ongoing support comes in. It's like, we're there alongside you for when things shift, when your vision changes. We're with you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I feel like this was a bit of a discovery call for me, honestly. <laughs> Listeners might feel the same. It was really great to hear about your five-line gifts, your two-line gifts, your MG gifts, and how that's all weaving into where you're heading next. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. This was a perfect way to start off the week. So I'm just so very grateful for you. We like to close every episode with an affirmation card, and I hope that card empowers you throughout the rest of your week as well. So when you're ready, you and I will take a deep breath in together. And let that go. And the 5-2 card that I've pulled for you today reads, I release the pressure to save or fix everyone and everything, even though I am asked to. How can I unburden myself? That's so huge. And I think it's so huge for those of you who haven't or have pulled your kiddos charts I think this relates to inner child stuff for me more deeply. If you got a 5225 kiddo, there's a piece of the inner child piece for yourself. There's ease and there's peace in, like, it's okay. You're not responsible for all the things. Um, Yes, it resonates very, very deeply and very affirming. And I think for youth, if that can be implemented earlier on, that's a beautiful practice of their foundation. And then it's a regular practice for those of us that... Like I'm still ongoing, right? We're still always growing and improving. So for me, it's a great reminder. It's a supportive reminder. I think it's necessary to unburden. I think for me this week is like, just continue to remember that. Like this is a season where so many people are dealing with so many different things of like the new year, the resolutions. people carry that piece. There's also like the cold and wellness. And so I I think the pressure could feel heavier for the collective as a whole. For me, it's just staying in the moment, and that is a practice of, like, sticking to thematic movement, meditation, all of that, the quiet time, and honoring that. Because I think the further we are in the present and in our own bodies, the easier it is for us to remember where we're grounded at and not allow outside pressure and expectations and assumptions to hold weight in terms of our direction. Um, it lets us move at our own pace, even if that's slower or if it's faster this week, that it's ours, not that of others. So I think, yes, I will take from that of just honoring self, honoring present. And I hope others can do the same. It's a beautiful card for sure. Yeah. And, 
And where can folks find you if they want? So our website is amplifiedinnovation.co. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram. Facebook, Instagram is going to be the easiest. There is access to my Cali link for, you know, discovery calls. If you're feeling like you're ready to release and you're ready to step into your power, I'd love to hear more about you and figure out if we can be of support in some type of partnership or collaboration. Any questions can be sent through Instagram, like as, you know, of something to respond to. And if I can help in that moment, I don't want anyone who's listening to ever feel alone when you don't have to. DMs are open in that regard, and I have capacity and spaciousness for you. I'd love to make magic for anybody who's ready for that 